A lot of games to still preview as we've spent like the whole week kind of monitoring where things are going. And then, as, you know, as it goes on, you sit there and go, hey, wait a second. Now we've got some line movement. Is that good over there? Am I going to have to just keep you? Okay. All right. I'm just, I don't even care. Like it's live. I'll just sit here and say there's something in my ear and it's driving me insane. So now we're good. All right. That's good. Uh, everybody's like, what is he talking about? That's fine. So are the Pacers going to win this game, by the way? The Pacers are about to beat the Hawks. The, Haw- the Hawks are a disaster, right? Like we can, we can agree the Hawks are full on disaster mode now. Oh yeah. And that's with Trey. Okay, yeah. good. Too. This like is great because it helps us in the Southeast division. So we need the Hawks to keep losing games. And the Pacers aren't even fully healthy tonight either. No, nope, they're it, not. They don't have Miles Turner. They don't have Miles Turner. I mean, um, I was actually a little nervous about this and one. And no Halliburton. And no, that, that, was, that was why I was nervous. Did you no see how Halliburton. big Halliburton's pants were? Yeah, were <laughs> yeah. Those were the baggiest pants I've ever seen. It's like, I hope, Jen- I hope Jenkos aren't coming back because I, I don't want to see Boot those again. life. I like the parachute uh, Arsenio Hall pants or MC Hammers. <laughs> I like those ones. I would pay good money to see you wear those. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think I might have a pair of those. Yeah, I I might have a pair of those. I I uh, was a little nervous about this one. I wish I would have only bet this because I had a terrible beat. Game of the year, unfortunately, a loss. It happens to the best of us. Nebraska covering the number, cuts it to 15. Purdue big jerks shoots a meaningless three, drills it, and then they run out the clock. Nebraska doesn't foul because they don't care about the spread. So unfortunately, we lost that one. But it's okay. It's rough because we'll bounce back tonight with a little Clippers money line. We're about to bounce back with the Pacers. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, tomorrow with the under 42 in San Francisco, Seattle. Bet of the day. It's your bet of the day? Bet uh, of the year, isn't it? Bet of the year for you? Not that one. Not bet of the year. I do like the under, though. I don't think Seattle's going to be able to do a whole lot. I don't think they're yeah. going to be able to run the ball. I don't think Geno's going to fare very well if he has to drop back a whole lot against that pass rush. And then San Francisco's going to just pound the rock, man. I mean, Seattle's 30th against the run since week 10. They're all beat up right now on the defensive side of the ball. No Brooks, who's one of the better inside linebackers in the NFC. I think uh, it's a low-scoring game. I think Seattle covers, but uh, San Francisco wins. I just I really wish that the Seahawks didn't make the playoffs. Like Packers yeah. aside, even I would have rather seen the Lions. Same. I, I they at least the Lions were trending upward. It's like the I just feel like the Seahawks backed their way into the playoffs. Lions may have honestly represented the NFC in the Super Bowl if they got it. Okay, in. all right, pump the brakes over there. I too. mean, because, like, Philadelphia, I mean, as good as they've been this season, do you really trust that defense? I don't know that I do. Green Bay hung 31 on them. That was Rodgers' best performance I really think season. you're overthinking this. Like, and then Jalen, <laughs> Jalen last week, I know that he just came back. Shoulder doesn't look right. They didn't use him on any quarterback design runs. I know that was a regular season game. But uh, I don't know. I would just worry about their health a little bit and the fact that Jalen Hurts has never won a playoff game. San Francisco, maybe Brock Purdy finally has a rookie moment. I just think that this year it's wide open, more more than usual. Yeah. You know, the last couple of years you had Tampa Bay, you had a 13-win Green Bay team, you had a 12-win San Francisco team with a veteran quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo, whereas this year it's like, yeah, everybody loves the Eagles, but last year nobody bet the Eagles against Tampa Bay in the wild card round. They didn't cover the number. Jalen Hurts couldn't throw to the left side of the field. Now everybody's talking about him like he's Patrick Mahomes. I just I love the NFL because we the, overreact. The things. NFC reminds me of the Western Conference in the NBA, where you're, you look at a bunch of teams and say, here's why they could make it to, well, the finals, or in this case, the Super Bowl, but here's why they can't. Like, it feels really wide open, and there's a bunch of different teams, that, and obviously it's short now because we at least know who's in the playoffs, while in the AFC, you got the powerhouses. Right now, you got more powerhouses in the Eastern Conference in the NBA with the Celtics. I know the Bucks haven't been playing well recently, but... They care more about the playoffs than they do the regular season. The Nets, when they're healthy with Kevin Durant, we saw what they were doing. Injuries are... It just feels more like the NFC has so many different teams that you could... Again, your your statement's mostly crazy about the lines, but also not totally crazy because yeah. 
anything. There's a, you poked holes as we all have in every single team in the NFC right now. The 49ers are the most complete team minus the quarterback situation. And if Brock Purdy can play the way he has during the regular season, they end up going to the Super Bowl. I, I think they beat Seattle pretty easily. They outscored the Seahawks 48-20 in the two regular season games they played. San Francisco is 7-1 against the spread as a home favorite this season. Five straight covers there. And you can look at it from trends. You can just look at it from a football standpoint. They can run the football better than any team in the NFL. Yeah. Except maybe the Eagles. And the Seahawks can't stop the run. Yeah, I don't think the Lions win the game, but I think they're a way better matchup seeing yeah. as they have the top five, top yep. five offensive line. Seattle's yeah. 30th in adjusted line yards, meaning they get absolutely no push. Detroit has three capable backs that could probably all go for a buck 20 if they want. Jamal Williams broke Barry Sanders' touchdown records, whereas Seattle... Like they're, they're a mess. Yeah, I don't. I just I don't think they have any business what being in the playoffs. What do you think that line but, is in San Francisco for the Lions? Seven and a half? Uh, probably about what we're looking at here. You think it would be more? You think it would be nine and a half? I think it would like still eight. be the same. Yeah, probably like nine and a half, ten. You, you still. I would, San jump, Francisco. I would jump on the Lions big time on that. Yeah. If it was nine and a half? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. The Lions? I mean, yeah. I'm, we're playing Seattle. I think, yeah. yeah, I think I think Detroit was a better team. But, again, you can't start one and six or you're not no. getting into the playoffs. And it no. pains me to say that because, I mean, I, I don't like the Lions whatsoever. But, I mean, man, on the offensive side of the ball, they were really fun to watch. That's why Ben Johnson's probably going to get a head coaching gig here this year, which is crazy because nobody knew who he was last year. And we all, all ripped t- that staff. Everybody wants a young, next up-and-coming offensive coordinator as their head coach. I don't even really remember him being featured on Hard Knocks. Did they even show Ben Johnson he's probably on Hard Knocks? Bo- he's probably boring. Like, I remember all the former I re- – you see Aaron Glenn, obviously. You see the former players, Deuce. But I don't even remember him really being shown. Yeah, yeah, he's probably just sitting there doing his job. Yeah, that's why he might get a head coaching guy. job. Yeah. Although, has he had any interviews? I haven't heard him. Yeah, heard he, about just, him getting... he just had one. He okay. interviewed with, um, somebody just tweeted, we interviewed Ben Johnson. I actually just saw this. Oh, the Colts. The Colts just interviewed They him. love to tweet out who they're, like, Jim Ursay will tweet it out, then their team account will tweet it out. Yeah. Just finished an interview with Eric Bieniemy. It was like 20 minutes ago. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, man. Cool. Thanks, buddy. I saw that too, and I was like, yeah. "What a clown!" They he's shouldn't. Just... Uh, they shouldn't allow him to leave the building, though, if he's willing to go and uh, interview for that job. I, I think that that would be the perfect hire. They got to go offensive-minded head coach. Have to. You're going to draft a quarterback. You have got to get an offensive-minded head coach. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I mean, honestly, it, it, any team in the NFL. If I if I'm looking for a head coach right now, I don't want to hire anybody that's a defensive-minded head coach. No. It's it really. For a majority, like, I'm trying to think of any team, yeah, Bill Belichick, like, but that's going back, like, right now, any team that's recently hired a defensive-minded head coach, has it worked out? No, not for the yeah. Chargers. I mean, the Chargers yeah. have actually regressed since Lynn was there, which is kind of crazy defensively. They've had a bunch of injuries, so they have that built-in excuse. I mean, but... it's not really working in Chicago. No. Nope. I mean, no. you, you you have young quarterbacks, and you're going to get a head coach that's not working with def- Ron Rivera. <laughs> no, no. Well, the defense was pretty damn good, though. The, well, yeah, but then it's great. Get a good defensive coordinator. <laughs> right. The problem is Ron Rivera said they they want to run. They want to have a two to one ratio running to passing. Was it 1965? Yeah. You have to have an offensive minded just approach to the game, bare minimum. You have to be creative. You have to be unique, and you have to be able to utilize weapons in creative ways. It's what makes San Francisco and Kyle Shanahan and, and what they've built so great. But also, it shows why they've succeeded. Without settling on a quarterback, the 49ers have gone through a ton of quarterbacks while Kyle Shanahan has been there, and they've been to a Super Bowl and an NFC Championship game. Like, that's kind of what gets overlooked. They haven't settled in. They've had two potential franchise quarterbacks. Garoppolo, an average quarterback, look, got them to the Super Bowl and got them to an NFC title game, although we could argue at least for the NFC title game it wasn't really because of him because he didn't couldn't get in the end zone at all, couldn't throw it, but... Then they trade up for Trey Lance, 
Trey Lance hasn't been out there. Now Brock Purdy's working. So that's what shows that the brilliant offensive minds that are coordinators eventually become head coaches. And if you have a defensive-minded head coach, you may have a great offensive coordinator. He's going to leave like Ben Johnson might and then take a head coaching job somewhere else and you got to start all over again. It's a bad way to set up for a young quarterback, but it's just bad for any system, for any team. Yeah, or, or or you get like a package deal. You get Robert Sala, who brings along his good buddy Michael Floor, and then he has to fire Michael Floor because he's got to be the fall guy because the offense yep. didn't show up this year. Like Chris Carter said, "Got to have a fall guy." And, and I I guess probably Lafleur loses his job because he didn't develop Zach Wilson. He has to take the fall for Zach Wilson not being any good this year. So now whoever takes the job next year, if they do keep Zach Wilson, that's going to be his duty. And I, I that, that's the problem, man. Is uh, that's a lot of pressure right there because I just don't mm-hmm. think Zach Wilson's very good. I don't think you could disguise no. that. But Salah, I think that that one. He's the only defensive-minded head coach, I think, that it's like to be continued because the yeah. Jets were a lot yeah. better than people expected. And if Brees Hall doesn't get hurt, they might go to the playoffs and win 10 games even without a real quarterback. Hell, if Joe Flacco started those games, they might have actually done it. Mike White was so beat up when they put him back in there against Seattle. That's why they scored six points. It wasn't the defense's fault, though. So it's not- maybe maybe he's a good example of a guy that could work out. But you need you need an offensive-minded. If that's the route you're going to go, you got to have an offensive coordinator uh, that's pretty damn good, I'd say. Thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Geno Smith averaged only 217 yards passing against the 49ers. Yeah. 256 against everybody else. I took the under on his passing yards, 230 and a half. Yeah, that's one of my favorite props yep. this week. The, yep. the only concern would be if San Francisco just beats the heck out of them and it's 28 nothing. But with all that wind and all that rain. That, and, that, and that's yeah. the thing. If, you know, with the weather. And I just don't think Geno's going to have a whole lot of time in the pocket against that pass rush. I mean, and San Francisco's getting healthier. Yeah. I think it'd be a rough day. And if they can't get anything going on the ground, which I don't expect, yeah. I, I really like the under on the passing yards, too. I think that's one of the better prop bets this mm-hmm. weekend. Same. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I haven't uh, played it yet, but I'm going to. Yeah, I would I would drop that in there because it seems like it's been sitting there for a while, so I'm hoping they don't move it at all. But, hey, you know, if anything, maybe people bet it up and just take the under at something higher. I would probably do it twice. If it went up to, like, 233, yeah. I'll just bet the under again on that. Why not? Uh, Chargers, this is the game now that I feel like we've now... The, the opinions have gone back and forth. It's been kind of a roller coaster this week. No Mike Williams, we know, for the Chargers. They're two-and-a-half-point favorites. The total's 47-and-a-half. Get the Jaguars' money line at plus 120. This, like, it's tough here because, for one, you're looking at two quarterbacks that don't have playoff experience. Trevor Lawrence has five turnovers in his past four games, and there's no Cam Robinson out there, so Joey Bosa... Is just going to come around the edge. And I, Cam Robinson's missed like the last three weeks, but now you've got Joey Bosa to deal with, who will be playing in this game. So that's going to be a major factor is the pass rush and the pressure on Trevor Lawrence in that game. But it all comes back to Brandon Staley. And it all comes back to the play calling for this Chargers team. And I just don't trust him. I don't trust anybody running the show for the Chargers right now, which is why I probably, I, like, I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to, I haven't done it yet, but I'm probably just going to end up betting the Jags money line in this game. Yeah, I mean, without Mike Williams, even if Mike Williams has three catches so in that it game, does. just having a game plan against them, I end up liking the over a lot more in this game. The look-ahead total for that week three game was 50 and a half, and the only reason it went down to 49 or 48 and a half wherever it closed was because Herbert had that crazy injury that he shouldn't have been playing with. I just think we're going to get a bunch of points. It's hard to pick a side because the Jags defense, everybody's hyping them up the last couple weeks. They haven't really faced anybody. I mean, they faced Joshua Dobbs, and they still didn't punt the first three quarters of that game. Tennessee didn't in that matchup. So they're 30th in tackling. They can't tackle. We know that the Chargers dink and dunk down the field, but that might actually work to their favor rather than taking deep shots in this game. 
And then I think Jacksonville is going to put up points too, though. They have the seventh most efficient offense since week nine, and Trevor Lawrence has yeah. graded out the fifth best quarterback in the National Football League, not even just in the AFL. He's been awesome. Yeah, I took Herbert passing yards, Herbert attempts, Herbert completions, Trevor Lawrence passing attempts, t- Trevor Lawrence passing yards. I love ETN's rushing yards. I got it at 72 and a half. It's all the way up to 75 and a half. I do not care. I took Eckler's receptions. Like, you look at these two matchups, there, this matchup here and these two teams, and it's like, we know what the Chargers haven't done well for three years. They can't stop the run at all. Not full stop. Them, Seattle, Chicago, Houston cannot stop the run. So what are the Jacksonville Jags going to do? They're going to figure out a way to exploit that matchup. And then Ryan's talked about it all week. What do the Jacksonville Jaguars not do? They don't tackle in space. And so you can attack them out in the middle of the field, especially. Go to Keenan Allen. Don't know what's going to happen there if they have to double cover him. But I think guys like, you know, Josh Palmer, guys like that, you know, uh, Gerald Everett can get out in space as well. So, yeah, I think Justin Herbert's going to throw the ball a lot on this Jacksonville team, and and it's going to be a game. I think it's going to be very up and down. Something to keep in mind. So Christian Kirk had 815 receiving yards from the slot this year. That's the second most in the NFL. But the Chargers actually allowed the fourth fewest slot yard receive. Let me try that again. Allowed the fewest yards to a slot receiver. Thank you. Now I can. it's 930 on a Friday. My brain is yeah. not working anymore. But that's just that's Dude. something to keep in mind with Christian Kirk if you're looking at any of his props. That that's one thing the Chargers do do well. Do do. Yeah, I, I know. And I don't I still don't know that I would go under because I was actually thinking about maybe going under yeah. on him and maybe going over on like a Zay Jones or looking at because they can't again, they can't defend running backs or tight ends. I feel like we've said that about multiple teams that are still yeah, around here. But the other thing is the Chargers with Brandon Staley, and I know it doesn't help that Joey Bosa is just coming back, but since week 14, they blitz at the league's highest rate. Yet they just don't get home. And Trevor Lawrence this season on teams that blitz him but don't get home on him, he's the number one quarterback against the blitz. So I think they're going to actually have to make some adjustments here. Like if Brandon Staley is this defensive genius and he's coaching for his job, I think they have to play way more man or they're going to have to play some too high shell. They're not going to be able to blitz Trevor Lawrence because he'll pick them apart. Like I think the Jags have the, have a possibility of scoring like 35, 40 points Thousand in this percent. Game. Thousand percent. And Travis Etienne rushing props. I like those, too. Yep. Yeah. I do like those. I, just, those. I don't know what to do with the receivers because of what you said, though. They do shut down the slot a little bit, but if they blitz all game, Lawrence could pick them apart. Yeah. My only my only concern is that, you know, if Trevor Lawrence doesn't get enough protection yeah. and that pass rush comes in and really starts to beat him up, that's the only reason why I'm a little concerned about his passing yards just in if there's a situation where he's not getting as many throws off as he'd want to because Joey Bosa's in his face, but... Uh, in the end, I think this definitely could be a high-scoring game. you got two young quarterbacks, and coaches, they're going to want to air it out with those quarterbacks for the most part until you obviously exploit the Chargers against you know, against the run. So 